Welcome to Better in Bed, the podcast where we talk about sex and inspire you to get better at it. I'm Sarah, and I'm a certified sexologist and coach, and I help people like you overcome shame, explore your sexuality, and communicate more meaningfully about sex. Now, is your sex life more meh than yeah? <laughs> well, it's a new year, so maybe it's time to drop me a line if you want to do something about it, because. Private coaching may be right for you. I offer online sessions so that I can work with people all around the world. Not to mention, you can go to my website sarahsense.com and sign up to join my email community, so you can access all my tips, tricks, and insights for a happier, healthier sex life that I'm creating on a regular basis, just like this podcast. So get your buns down there. I started better in bed to normalize the way we talk about sex and bring more sex positivity to the world. And I'm so grateful to all the people who buy me coffees and take the time to review this podcast. Y'all know who you are, and it means a lot to me. I would also love to say thanks to my sponsor for this episode. Please do support them because, in addition to giving you great deals, they help me keep this podcast free for you. Cheers to the new year and to making ourselves feel good. Have you added self-care and grooming to your New Year's routine yet? Well, our sponsors at Manscaped are here to help. They have the perfect tools to take your below-the-waist grooming routine to the next level. The Performance Package 4.0 is all you'll need for your balls and bikini line. Inside the package, you'll find the signature Lawnmower 4.0 which is an electric trimmer designed with skin-safe technology to reduce cuts, and the lawnmower even has an LED spotlight to shine a light on your jewels. So get a sparkly new start to this year and make resolutions you'll actually keep with this exclusive offer of twenty percent off and free shipping with the code BetterInBed at Manscape.com. That's twenty percent off with free shipping at Manscape.com and use code BetterInBed for a new you. Today's topic is around erotic touch, and I know you'll all agree that touch is one of the most powerful senses that we have. It has enormous effect on our well-being, and when you master erotic touch, particularly, you can use it to excite, seduce, flirt, connect, tempt, make love. It's very versatile. <laughs> I would say it's a language of its own. Absolutely. It's attached to one of your largest organs. So. Yes. 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 Why yes. not use that? Exactly. And everyone's like thinking, my penis? Oh, God. <laughs> All of us who can't hear, my eyes rolling. <laughs> okay, so today co-hosting with me, I have the wonderful cat in the studio. Hello, Yay. Cat. Welcome, cat. <laughs> A familiar voice from season one and also from season two. 
And I'm also going to reintroduce familiar guest and voice from season one, whom you heard on our female ejaculation and penis genius episodes, Christina Antonian. Yay! So, Christina. So nice to be back. Yay! Yay. So nice to have you back <laughs> and to catch you en route to somewhere else because, Christina, you're quite nomadic <laughs> and hard to pin down. So, Christina is the founder of Confident Lovers who is on a mission to bring sexuality out of the dark ages so that it becomes the source of our happiness instead of the source of shame and guilt, trauma, pain, and anxiety. Boo. Well, welcome, yes, Christina. Boo. Thank you. It's so, <laughs> so nice, nice to, to be have back. you here. Yay. Yay. We always enjoy our time together in our conversations. Absolutely. I'm so excited. It's the first time on the other side. Last time you were here, I had got to listen. And I wasn't yeah. Listening. Yes. Mm, so nice now to she gets you. to Likewise. Mm, <laughs> lots of love going around. <laughs> so why don't you we start off with telling us why touch is so important to humans, just mm. fundamentally. Fundamentally. Mm. Well, if we go back to the day that we're born, the first language that is spoken to us, and I do see touch as a form of language is our mother and our caregivers holding us and touching us and changing us and doing basically everything for us. And that is how we experience the world when we come into this world is through our senses and through touch. And that's why it is, I think, incredibly fundamentally important to have that in our life. And when we don't have that in our life, a lot of us, not all of us, but a lot of us starve for that. And why is touch so important, especially in a relationship? It's incredibly important simply because for a lot of us, it's actually our love language. Mm-hmm. And Carl Jung has this quote, I'm paraphrasing, when he says something along the lines of, when the intellect cannot find a solution for a problem, our hands often can. I love that quote. It's not exactly like that, but that's the yeah. meaning of this quote. And even, you know, like Pope John Paul II, he said that touch affects our entire organism mm-hmm. and when our skin is our largest organ. And that mm-hmm. is how we see, not see, but that is definitely how we feel certain feelings that the other person is trying to pass on to us. Yeah. And it is very, very physiological, even on like sort of hormonal level, like it is linked to well-being because you generate all of these amazing like feel-good hormones which are oxytocin through, through touch exactly yes. oxytocin. hugging touching it's largest, yes it's your largest transmitting platform if mm-hmm. you want to put it that way it's that's very most, well said yeah yes <laughs> most varied of i guess what would you call them the ends and nerves they all transmit a completely different messages depending mm. the yeah. locations. It's like Absolutely. An entire language map, really. Yes, exactly. That's why I love calling touch a language. Mm. And mm-hmm. even, uh, I forgot the name of the author, but the gentleman who wrote the five love languages, yes. one of them is touch. Yes. Yeah. And I remember... That's one of my top ones as well. Mine too, right? Yeah. Like whatever relationship that we get into, I always bring that topic up. Yeah. I always ask, what is your love language? So mm. I know how to communicate. And oftentimes, mm. if the guys I'm familiar with the love languages I tell them what they are and oftentimes that's always number one for a lot of us yeah and it's across Mm. genders as well right oh yeah all genders I think crave touch and if you don't Mm. get enough of it it's also scientifically proven that you can get anxiety depression touch also you maybe don't heal as well yeah so they've done studies in like hospitals Mm -hmm. where if you have somebody who's ill and you're visiting them in hospital the more you touch Mm. them physically it helps them get better quicker well it's It's a transfer of energy right Mm. 
it's incredibly, incredibly important. I mean, that is just how we communicate, right? When language cannot solve, and there's so many things that we can't even say with words, the things that we feel. And touch is just the transmission of what we feel, especially when you love someone. That's the best way to transmit love is to hug them and hold them and caress them and all the other methods of touch. (laughs) The opposite of that is also true. It's like when someone stops kind of touching you, even just smallest things like exactly. a finger on the shoulder yeah. or brushing by. Or just holding hands. Yeah, or just holding hands. You immediately get this like, oh, wait, when was the last time we held hands? When was the last time you touched me or brushed mm-hmm. my hair? Mm-hmm. It's you the feel opposite like something's feeling, missing. Like something's missing. Yeah. Or have I, you know, maybe the connection is not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, literally. Yes. <laughs> yes, literally. Exactly. Literally, there's no connection. Yeah. So are there any common mistakes that people make with touch or with not touching? <laughs> That's what definitely one mistake. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say it's a mistake, right? Okay, it just yeah. really just depends on the person. Yeah. Because there are people who don't like to be touched. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's not so much a mistake. What I would say is depending on the context. So let's say if you're giving someone a massage or giving someone erotic touch or however that touch may, may be transmuted to the other person. The mistake oftentimes is when people don't feel confident in giving Mm-hmm. Or sometimes it's a skill that they're not comfortable with doing, so it just takes some practice. Or other times, I felt this many times in past relationships, where if we're in a disharmonious situation, I can definitely feel it from their touch. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. Versus when we're in a loving part of the relationship. Yeah. I can immediately feel the hand gestures are off, the rhythm is off, mm-hmm. everything is off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And <laughs> it's very much like going to a massage. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you have a really good masseuse who yeah. just knows the body and can feel your knots and can feel all the different areas that she has she or he has to work through. Mm-hmm. And versus like one who is completely inexperienced and has no idea what they're doing. You even come out of that massage and you're feeling worse feeling worse yes yes absolutely very much like a massage so in terms of mistakes there aren't really any mistakes in my own personal experience when I was learning how to give erotic touch to a penis Mm -hmm. (laughs) I remember when I first started I was incredibly uncomfortable doing it Mm -hmm. and we discussed this I think in our first podcast about being a penis genius when you touch a penis a circumcised penis is very different to how you touch it versus an uncircumcised penis. Yeah. And I always somehow ended up hurting the men who were circumcised. (laughs) (laughs) Not intentionally, of course, but I just didn't know any better that that skin is so sensitive that I can't grab it the same way that I can grab Mm -hmm. someone who is or pull or play the penis or the words, yeah, are not coming (laughs) Touch my brain. Sorry, I feel like I'm contagious now with my my um, lack of words. It's so funny because nobody ever really teaches us about erotic touch. I mean, where do you really learn this stuff unless you're trying to cobble it together from? Looking at porn movies. And that's you like know. the worst way to learn. Absolutely. That is, by the way, how I first learned it. That's what you said as well in the podcast. And <sighs> porn is actually the worst place to learn about erotic touch. Because you, you don't touch really, anything. You don't touch say, anything. Well, I mean, you, there is touch, but it's not very see, erotic. You see the touching. <laughs> but it's more grabbing. It's yeah. not touching. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. True, true. It is grabbing. It's groping. It's it groping. Is. It's grabbing. It's intense. Mm. There's a lot of intensity in porn. And it's yeah. not, depending, of course, on the type of porn, but a mm. lot of Porn is not sensual. But from a learning point of <laughs> view, erotic, yeah. Yeah. wouldn't you want touching to be taught to you via 
touch versus via voyeurism. <laughs> I'm like watching yes. someone touch is very different than being taught how to touch that or where to touch. And that's exactly how I learned. So when I mm. took this week long workshop, so two nights actually, they dedicated for the men to learn how to touch and give erotic touch to the women mm-hmm. without expecting anything in return. Mm. The following night we had to reciprocate was to learn how to touch. And that's exactly mm. it. That is where I became incredibly comfortable mm. with my hands, where mm. I was so uncomfortable before because I just didn't know the rhythm. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know the hand strokes, the hand gestures, Mm -hmm. all of those things. Mm -hmm. Plus, most importantly, I didn't know how to read the person's response. That's Mm. a really big point, I think. That's a huge, huge one. Paying attention. Paying attention (laughs) to how they respond. And as women, three women sitting at this table, we, I think, can all relate that during our cycle, mm. the type of touch that we crave is very different than when we're out of our cycle mm-hmm. because our body is so much more sensitive, right? Yeah. We can't go and get waxed like I can't yeah. during my cycle or a week before my cycle because all mm. my senses are just so sensitive that it hurts way more mm. or my breasts are sensitive and yeah, they can't be touched the same way. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I don't have the waxing has never been an issue, but the Lucky tender breast. <laughs> That's like my warning sign. It's like, like, I'm like, oh, it feels like I just got stabbed in the boob. And then I'm like sitting around like groping myself like, why? Why? (laughs) Oh, right. Yeah. It's coming. I'm definitely not that (laughs) sensitive to cycles, but I am sensitive to moods. And Mm -hmm. I think that's the thing about learning to touch from porn. There is only one intensity. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say that, you know, having an intense touch is bad because sometimes people crave Mm -hmm. intense touch as well. But Especially when you get to a higher arousal correct. level and your pain threshold goes down, yeah, that you can definitely absolutely take a lot more intensity when you're in a high arousal level. Yes, correct. Nothing but wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But I think it's versatility. Yes, as we said, and you variety is the spice of life. You can't have intense, intense, <laughs> intense, intense, intense. It's too one dimensional. But Um, not only to start that way, it actually puts me in a position where I don't want to take it further because my body is not ready for it. Agree. I think there's also that expectation. Like if you know it's coming, like certain people have different predilections. They might enjoy that kind of rough or intense touch right from the Mm get-go. But consider doing that and maintaining it over time. It Just like doing tiny little pokes, it Mm -hmm. becomes numbing. It's not a communication anymore. It's this like repetitive monotony. Exactly. Sounds like a vibrator. (laughs) (laughs) No, they have have modes now, Christina. (laughs) That's true. They have modes and cycles. They have modes and pending the hands that are using them. These are like vibrators 3.0 these days. (laughs) I was on the masturbating podcast, so we did talk about that. So what happens if someone has grown up or maybe has become touch avoidant over time? How do you navigate that? Or or let's Mm. say if you had a partner who was touch avoidant, how would you sort of get them to open up again? Mm. That is such an individual question because mm. it really just depends, right? Obviously, you can't just throw yourself yeah, on them exactly. and just start changing everything. And You'll get used to be... this, I swear. I swear you're going to get used to this. <laughs> just close your eyes, just relax. There was one mm. lover that I had when I realized that the sexual aspect of it, he wasn't really into anything. He was enjoying it, but the moment I woke up one morning and I just started giving him little kisses on the cheek and neck, just little kisses. Mm-hmm. And he just melted into that. Mm. And I was like, oh, this is what he wants. Mm -hmm. This is how I can reach 
the deeper parts of him. And this is how he may be able to open up because he was so guarded, mm. incredibly guarded. And no matter how I was able to touch him, and he was, of course, very just avoidant and looking into each other's eyes and all of those things. And I don't know what was going on with him, but I can, of course, just feel that he was incredibly guarded. I did say that. I said, you're very guarded. There's, I have no space to even come inside anywhere. Mm, yeah. But that one point where he had just woken up and had his guard a little down and I just held him from the back and just started giving him kisses, he just melted into that. That's when I realized that he may be avoidant of touch or there's mm. something maybe past trauma, childhood, who knows, yeah. who knows. Yeah. Or maybe he just had coming out of a relationship and he's just not feeling it. It really just depends. Mm, yeah. And I think what you're saying is that it's actually just take it in degrees in terms of touch is to yes. be able to almost like modulate your touch if you have somebody who is touch avoidant, don't overdo yes. it. Right, yes. right at the beginning and just try to almost get them used to different mm -hmm. degrees mm -hmm. of touch and see if that will open up the next stage and the next exactly. stage and the next stage. Yes. Yeah. I also think that, like you said, like learning to read reactions mm -hmm. is really important. So it's like if you do touch somebody on the shoulder and you feel them flinch, maybe don't keep trying that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Try somewhere else. If they constantly try to pull their hand away when you're mm -hmm. holding hands, look for something else. Like if you just want to like hold on to the sleeve or mm -hmm. like, you know, mm -hmm. touch on an arm. That reaction or that readily available ability to read people, like you need to be open to their reactions and take that in. Because if you ignore that and keep trying the same thing, same thing, same thing over again, it's just going to lead to worse. Like you're not going to be able to connect properly. Exactly. And in a situation like if I feel somebody's completely touch avoidant, instead of me doing it to them, I would ask them to first do it to me mm, so they can yeah. just a good get idea. used yeah, to... Mm -hmm. that type of communication mm -hmm. sure yeah that's a good idea and verbal communication yeah. actually just saying telling them priming mm. them that i'm gonna touch you i would like yeah. it if you hugged me i would like it if yes. you did this i think is also important to accompany the physical touch you know because sometimes people who are guarded may feel what is this and that's the thing with touch is that it can be interpreted so many different ways a lot of the times and there's many different degrees of touch from sensual to sexual right mm -hmm. so or even affectionate and sometimes being able to articulate that maybe i don't really need sexual touch all the time i need maybe just more affectionate touch all yes. the time and this is how i interpret affectionate touch and actually be very specific with what that is it means holding hands it means touching me on the cheek and then maybe that other person might register this is not necessarily sexual touch. This is more affection and this mm -hmm. is something that mm -hmm. my partner needs. And I'm sure you probably will probably go into this later, but something which I think in terms of what they teach in erotic touch is that it should be done without expectation. Yes, uh, that was one of the biggest lessons that... Yeah. Everyone who was attending that course for a week, that's one mm. of the biggest lessons that we have learned is exactly that, is to do it with expectations. And if you just know that this is a night where you're the giver and the other person is the receiver, there are no expectations. Mm. <laughs> it literally just takes all the pressure off. <laughs> yeah. And because a lot of times, I think, especially I see this a lot with women, is when we receive, we immediately want to give back. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult for many of us to just receive without thinking or doing anything or giving anything back. Yeah. That I is owe you so one true. now. That's <laughs> mentality. Like, okay, now it's my turn. Like, I owe you one. 
that's like kind of almost a really important reframe mm-hmm. for a lot of women. They feel that they have to always give pleasure mm-hmm. to their partner and they put their partner's pleasure as a priority over theirs a lot of the time. But And their partner's satisfaction yeah. depends on... Correct. I think sometimes reframing this idea that actually if you receive pleasure, it also makes your partner satisfied as well. And, and it there makes are them so many men good. who say this. I said that yeah. so proudly. I was like, and yes. it's actually a gift to your partner. <laughs> if you want to give to your partner, yeah. then just lie there and receive and feel yep. good. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, it, really it comes with message. that mentality of not knowing how to pleasure yourself. Mm. Thinking like everything okay, starts it's always, with It's always work. So it's like if mm. you know your partner is trying to pleasure you, you're like, actually, it's okay. It's okay. I don't want you to work so hard. Like, okay, you relax. Let me do this. And it kind of takes the mind off of you feeling like you owe somebody something mm-hmm. or, that, or that somebody's spending too much time on you when you haven't deserved it. I think it's got a lot to do with that. You know, self-worth. Self-worth, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Everything goes back to sexuality first, which is very closely tied to self-worth. A lot of it has to do with that. And I see this so many times. But to be honest, it's not just women. Mm-hmm. I see this a lot with men as well. And a lot of it is so unconscious. Mm-hmm. They have no idea that those two things are tied together. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just another form of language and it's really just receiving, but everything starts with ourselves. Mm. It's accepting, touch, pleasure, all of it Mm. and being completely okay with it. Well, it goes back to what you say also, Sarah, about being present. So receiving touch Mm -hmm. is like something you shouldn't really overthink too much. But that's the beauty of touch, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's a language, there is no thinking. It's a dance. Mm. It's yeah. literally a dance. Yeah. Somebody's leading and someone is fo- not following in this case, but somebody is giving, somebody is receiving. And the thing is that if you think the way that I used to, am I doing this right? Am right. I blah, blah, blah? It ruins the entire experience. Mm-hmm. You can't think. You literally just have to relax as the giver right. mm-hmm. and just allow your hands to just flow and mm-hmm. have fun with it. That's another reframe is just to let it flow and have fun with it. Mm-hmm. That just takes all the pressure off because you don't have to think if you're doing mm-hmm. it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, if you're not, someone will tell you. Hopefully. <laughs> Their body will tell you. Yeah, you're exactly. Yeah. Well, this is my next question. So how can people develop better body or touch awareness? So how can we learn to read some of the pleasure responses of our partners better? So one of my favorite things to do is actually if I'm giving someone erotic touch is I like to blindfold them. Okay. And the reason why I like to do that is because I want to make the entire experience about feeling. Mm. Because if they're looking at me, then a lot of times that alone will get them aroused. But I don't want them to look at me and get aroused. I want them to be in their body. I want them to feel everything that I'm giving to them. You're limiting the senses. I'm limiting the senses. And I found that to be one of the most powerful tools is because when there is no eye contact, when someone is giving and receiving, then it completely takes the pressure off. Yeah. From the entire experience. Mm. It takes the pressure off. It also puts you in the receiving mode. Because once you have the blindfold on, there's there's not really much you can do. I mean, you can try, but it's not going to be that effective. So, Well, you're setting the stage. You're in the role. Yeah, you're in the mode. Yeah. Well, if you look at it like a really busy highway and all of your senses are traffic. You take out one one lane or like a big truck that's normally, you know, the one that overtakes all of your time and your effort and remove that, then there's so much more space to let other 
maybe more smaller cars or feelings that you're not normally allowing room for. Yes, mm. exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And how important is mindfulness to all of this? Because I think there's so much talk about being in your body these days. And I was just wondering if that's also an important element in terms of experiencing touch. A hundred percent. Because if you're not mindful and your mind is somewhere else, mm -hmm. <laughs> the person who's receiving it is going to feel it. It's like, oh, where did you go? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's interesting as well, because when I work with clients that are very distracted mm -hmm. and have like a very big mental to-do list, mm -hmm. I actually always recommend to them that focus on the touch. So almost like ask yourself, what am I feeling right now? Where am I being touched? You know, and really just zoom in on the touch and answer those questions as opposed to answering, where else should I be? What haven't I done today? Da, 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 da. Oh so How long I, is this going to take? Exactly. But more like... Going, <laughs> Make it into a job. Exactly. Yeah. It's more like, how do I feel? What is she doing? Like, what is she touching right, right. now? Like, and taking know. the awareness to different parts of the body. But that's the beauty of touch, right? Mm -hmm. When you get out of your head and yeah. into your body, yeah. there are so many sensations that you feel that you have even you didn't even know that they existed mm. I remember there's one particular lover who I blindfolded and yeah. towards the end he said don't take my blindfolds off yet I want to touch your body I said you want to touch my body he said yes but I just want to touch it's not a sexual touch I just want to touch because this whole experience is very new for me I said okay so I just allowed him to touch my body. And he, as he was touching my body, he said, wow. So there's hair on this part of your arm, fuzzy hair. Oh, wow. And he even felt a difference in the temperature of my skin. Mm -hmm. And he was able to communicate that. And he said, I've never actually touched a woman this way before, where I felt so many different layers and the softness in the different parts of the area of the body, of mm -hmm. the skin. That's beautiful. It was so beautiful. I mean, I was so happy to receive that and for <laughs> yeah. them to be so vocal about it as well, yeah, because yeah. it was just such a different dynamic. It just set a completely different tone mm. of what all the different variations of touch he is in his late 40s. And he had never experienced something like that because all the touch that he had experienced previously had all been sexual touch. Mm. None of it was sensual. And there was no sex involved in anything that he and I were doing. It was just feeling our bodies and mm. that's it mm. it's amazing how numb people can get and just not notice it's amazing how numb we make ourselves yeah. and don't notice mm, there's so many things that we do that we just don't notice until somebody mm. brings it to our attention and our awareness and then gives us a completely different experience and then you're like wow this is what i've been oh. missing out on <laughs> and why am i just learning this when i'm 45 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's never too late no, it's never, never too late, late never but too late. it's just all the beauty mm. that you miss out on when you rush yes. or when you get stuck in a pattern mm -hmm. and you don't realize that you're there. Mm. Yeah. And stop making it a priority. Yes. Most important thing. Because touch obviously cannot be rushed. But going back a little bit to what you asked, it's strange that it's kind of, despite the fact that it's the first thing we feel when we're born, mm -hmm. I also feel it's the first language that we're taught to restrict Yes. Don't touch this person. Don't touch that. Let mm. that go. Keep your hands to yourself. Don't touch yourself. Like there's so many learning points as you grow up. Nobody says don't look at this as often, I would say. Yes. So, I think that also depends culturally where you grow sure. up. 
I realized like in Brazil, the Brazilians are very touchy-feely. Mm. Armenians, same. We're very okay. touchy-feely. We mm. love touching people. Greeks, mm. right? Mm. Greeks, Italians. It really just depends where you've grown up and okay. the type of messages that you've mm. received mm. Uh, in terms of respecting someone's body and respecting someone's space. And then you go to a different country and people are mm. just slapping each other on the butt and right, it's not right, a big right. deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. on the lips, holding people's head faces, yes. like, you know, yeah. like holding I think, hands. Yeah. It was very different. Asian culture well. is a bit more conservative and reserved in terms of touch. Big At least public touch. Publicly. But also well, with privately family. As well. person, I mean, like, I think privately too, maybe. Yeah. I would say the interpretation of intimate touch is very different cross-culturally, for sure. Mm. Yeah. And even like parental mm-hmm. touch. So, I mean, after a certain age when you grow up, your parents don't just, hug you. They don't really hug it's you. Like, uh, no. What yeah, age? What on the shoulder. age is that generally I, here? I wouldn't know. My, well, I, you're a halfie. Yeah, but yeah, no. I, I would say after you, maybe like the sort of the baby, like the little kid yeah. age. I would say five or six. Mm. That start early? going to school. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It just kind of tapers off, to be honest, mm-hmm. which is a little sad. But as you said, yeah. it's, it's very cultural. Yeah. So tell us about the different kinds of uh, erotic yes. touch. <laughs> so there's caressing, there's stroking, there's tickling, there's squeezing, there's tapping, there's soft touch, ah. f- firm touch. That's there's a whole array of, <laughs> <laughs> of different types of touch depending on what you want to experience or you can experience all of them. Yes. That's Wet a, touch, dry uh, touch. i mean where's the most and where's the most erotic place to use all of these different touches it's actually when you're giving someone an erotic massage Mm. and an erotic massage generally is a full body massage to have the person get into a state of receiving and relaxation Mm. the second phase of the erotic touch is to actually work on their genital area Mm mm-hmm and that's something every time I've gone to a massage, mm-hmm. they always ignore those parts, right? The buttocks area. That depends on the massage. Well, I, that sh- depends on the massage. Okay, yes. But a lot yeah. of times when you go to a professional person <laughs> mm-hmm. for a massage to work out all the knots and to relax and all these things, generally, those places are not touched. <laughs> that is true. It's well, avoided. I will put this on the table, though. Generally, I wouldn't want them to be if I'm going for a general massage. Like, if I'm going for a foot massage, I don't yeah. need them going all the way up. It's the true. I want somebody skilled yeah. to do my erotic massage. I would, I've had erotic massages before, like tantric massages, mm-hmm. and I've had good ones and, and not, I so good have ones. <laughs> not so good ones yes. yes same here absolutely what i'm saying is that a lot of times when people mm. learn massage mm. oh, yeah. that part is not taught because yeah. it's not culturally accepted it's always associated with a happy ending mm. but it's not culturally accepted in terms of health and well-being Right, okay. It goes in a completely yeah. different category of its mm-hmm. own. Yeah. What well, becomes sex massage? I mean, I guess... Yeah. That it's associated... Yeah. Even though we get our entire body mm-hmm. rubbed, except the genitals, because mm-hmm. we put them into the category of sexual or erotic right. or however we categorize them, where it could literally just be very therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Can it turn into something erotic? Sure, but it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that the masseuse has right. to have sex with you, right? Yeah. So it's just in the professional sense, it's left out of the experience. Absolutely. And I think that whatever the happy ending massages in Wan Chai, they, do, <laughs> they don't they don't deliver on that experience. 
experience. I think they that, use the word happy very loosely. <laughs> that you are describing as well in terms of erotic massage. Because yeah. I don't want people to just confuse, oh, okay, if you're talking about erotic massage, that just means I can go to a happy So that's a very good point. That's try. absolutely not the case. <laughs> yeah. There was a gentleman who I met who was looking and he knew the difference because he used to go get lingam massages in Singapore. But the woman who was offering these massages is gone. And he said, do you know anywhere where I can go? I said, I'm so happy to meet someone who knows the difference between a happy ending and a lingam massage. And he goes, oh, it's incredibly different. The feeling is different. Everything Mm -hmm. about the massage is different. Mm -hmm. One is rushed. (laughs) (laughs) The other one. And the other one, he, he says, I have so many different experiences And as you know, I don't know if this has happened with you, but Mm. sometimes during any kind of massage, whether erotic or non-erotic or just a body massage, there's so much being released Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. there is sometimes tears also coming out Mm -hmm. and being released. Yeah. So he actually had an experience like that where there was a release and he actually cried during a lingam massage. How many men cry during a happy ending? (laughs) Or it's usually a different type of release, right? Sure, if it gets in the eye or... <laughs> I swear there's just something in my eye. <laughs> no, you, you were you're right. <laughs> um when I've had an extremely good tantric massage I would say that it almost sort of transcended this idea of the whatever the happy ending wasn't really about that it was to me one of the most you know mindful massages Mm -hmm. that I have ever had because my experience was that it really connected my mind and body and I could just float away and really not think about anything except for just all of the sensations and That was probably my favorite experience because Mm -hmm. the way that the guy who was doing it, he really made it into an art form. He incorporated meditation into it. Breathing. Yeah, breathing. It is an art form. So this is a great point. Mm. This is the biggest difference between... So tantra and erotic massage, to me, they're almost the same, Mm -hmm. depending on who's giving in and what their training and the background is. But... It definitely is an art because Mm -hmm. it incorporates all of those things together. And breathing is such a huge part of the entire massage. Mm -hmm. And the person who's giving it, who's holding the space, for the giver, it could be incredibly intense Mm -hmm. if the person is having a huge release Mm -hmm. of whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Because there's so much emotions from going back to what you said about childhood that we carry in our genitals. Mm-hmm. And our genitals, this is something I learned in Taoism, where it's all connected to our five biggest organs, the heart, the kidney, the spleen, the liver. So mm-hmm. if we have any disturbances in those areas and somebody is giving us a vulva massage mm-hmm. or a vagina or the erotic massage, they're actually stimulating and not so much in a sense of stimulating, but they're literally massaging the kinks out of all those Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's a lot of release that can happen as well as a lot of pleasure that can come from releasing whatever it is that you're holding on to. Or it could just be no release at that moment and only pleasure. Mm -hmm. But that's the beauty of this whole experience of touch and erotic touch is because this is not a form that's regularly practiced. Mm It's just a beautiful, sensual way to connect and disconnect. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. 
disconnect and yeah but in a very positive sense yes. in terms of transcendence mm -hmm. i have felt transcendence as well i have mm -hmm. felt pain i have laughed i have cried i have experienced orgasm all of those things can happen mm -hmm. in one session yeah as i said it's not really about the orgasm it's never about the orgasm no. no it's an incredibly it's therapeutic it's mm -hmm. healing and it's erotic it's the three ways that i would describe erotic touch because it's so much more than just the eroticism part of it it really just depends mm -hmm. on what your body is craving yes. when you're receiving it yeah And also for the giver, in order for you to give all of that, the intention is very important. And Absolutely. I think that's the difference between happy ending massage yes. in yeah. chai and someone who has really been trained in the art of erotic massage. Absolutely. It starts with a very, very different intention. Incredibly different intention because the whole point is to hold space for the person who's receiving it mm -hmm. and to make sure whatever is going to come up, mm -hmm. you're actually able to hold them in whatever it is is that they're experiencing mm. so i don't know how long your yoni massage took but mine was about three to two three and a half hours yeah it was two hours and then there was sort of resting time where yes. it was like now just sit and lie there with the sensations mm -hmm. and meditate so i mean in total it was probably three hours but yeah yes and there's a lot more to that goes into setting up the space which is also equally important mm -hmm. from lighting to temperature to the way the room smells a candlelight the entire setup is incredibly important as well yes absolutely so i'm sure people really want to know this because we've been talking very broadly about erotic touch and how it's so important and i'm sure they're very excited to maybe start doing their yes. own kind of erotic <laughs> touch at home well i hope you are if Especially you're listening if it's for three hours yeah. <laughs> so maybe could you share some specific erotic touch techniques maybe based around some of the things that you talked about just now the tapping the stroking so on and so forth and can we maybe talk about how you would use these techniques around certain areas so maybe we can start for example with the breasts mm -hmm. the breasts yes mm. so there's many forms of touch as we discussed earlier and the breasts i realized for generally if i'm giving a woman this mm. type of a massage i always start at her breasts mm -hmm. because it's the closest things to our heart And this is such an incredible relaxation point. Mm -hmm. So the inside the palms of the hands yep. is a great way to just caress <laughs> yeah. and just do different strokes of touching the breasts in a way where it puts her into a meditative and relaxed state where you can literally feel and see her mind checking out in a good way mm. where the body is just in such a relaxed blissful state that it's just receiving a breast massage is amazing and it's an incredible place to start before you move down to the yoni area absolutely and you know what i also want to say with the breast massage is that you don't have to hone in just on the nipple oh no i feel a lot of oh, people no. Just hone in on the nipple because they think that that's the most sensitive, sensitive area. But that but, depends on the woman, right? Because yeah. some women, it's the side areas or it could be the bottom of the breast. It could be the top of the breast. There's so many different areas to explore. I agree. Kat? <laughs> I'm listening. I'm learning here. <laughs> I'm with the listeners at this point. Yeah. I mean, I think sometimes it's also even just so powerful to have the kind of touch where it's still touch so mm -hmm. to actually just hold the touch 
and not be moving all the yes. time, even with the erotic touch. It's so powerful sometimes to actually just have a hand, you know, on the breast close to the heart. Absolutely. Yeah. And just like stay a there, be present and be still with that person. It doesn't have to keep moving all the time. Not Yes, exactly. And that's one of the beautiful things about this is what you said in terms of having just a hand there. So if you feel like the person's body is not yet 100% rested, that's an amazing way to ground someone. I'd also say it's probably like one of the rare areas that people do get attention in like so fully. Yes, People can tend to focus, as you said, into the nipples or just where they can cup. Mm -hmm. And they forget that actually there's so much more nerve ending, like even up closer, almost to your collarbone, or especially when you're lying down because all those nerves tend to spread out. Yes. So I think it would be a really interesting way to really first make that contact Mm -hmm. to create that trust and that comfort. I mean, I'm game. (laughs) (laughs) But I would even say, like, even the size of the body, right? How often does this area of our body get touched? But there's there's so many sensitive areas. But I think that's also what's really interesting about the body and how we touch it is that we've become so specific to certain touch to certain points. Like, I would say definitely the sides of your bodies up into your armpits. Most people would never think to caress or soft touch. Or hard touch. It's like that's where you tickle someone, right? <laughs> like because I would if I see an sure. armpit, it's getting tickled. <laughs> you know, like it's just the first calling. I'm definitely not cupping an armpit. I mean, but, that's not. But my doesn't first. that depend on a context? So, like, if you're if like the whole room no. is set up, no, no, no you're still gonna go in for the tickle. <laughs> you tickle them first. You make them laugh, make and them then laugh, get yeah. their walls down, and then I go in for the cupping. No long. Got it stroke no (laughs) so let's talk about another area that i think is also maybe sometimes neglected what about the bum and Mm. the bum and sort of the anus that's usually neglected it's usually neglected that's what i'm saying especially for men by the way yes i mean how would you go about touching that erotically if you had a few techniques so it's not so much techniques it's more on approach and intention right Mm. because so many men say don't go anywhere near my butt (laughs) yes so the intention or if you say if you just tell him but your g-spot is located inside your butt so Mm. is this something that you would be open to trying to if they say hell no at that point, you simply just can't. Yeah. But there are some men, really just depends on who their partner is. Because mm. if they see that you're comfortable in the way that you're touching them, they may be open to that. But mm. if you're still uncomfortable, they, they can kind of sense that you're not very comfortable. Mm-hmm. They probably are not going to let you to try something that they're not even comfortable experiencing yet. Mm-hmm. So I would Great. say a lot of it just depends on the approach and the intention of how you ask someone now if they're a game and then go for it let's go (laughs) let's do it game time let's explore (laughs) (laughs) i think even if they aren't game for what g-spot p-spot whatever prostate experience i think there's so much nerve endings around the anus that can be stimulated even on the outside i think it's again a perfect opportunity to kind of say well you could try it on me first and if you see how much i like it yeah you know you have 
different nerve endings in there than I do that absolutely you, know, you might enjoy it even more. Yes, it's so true. Um, so the again, ass like is an teaching equ- someone to touch through yeah. getting them to touch you. Know, you. I have this quote which says, "The ass is an equal opportunity yes. orifice." <laughs> 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 I put on Instagram. Okay. I, I would, you know, I would actually, like to ask though, what orifice is not equal opportunity? Well, I guess like the vagina because... Well, but I mean, it is if you're have, two women, right? Or Yeah, no, but I guess because, you know, in a heterosexual situation, a man wouldn't have a vagina. But sure. Two... Well, if you're talking about you would have orifices that you have in common, in common, (laughs) in common, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, here's something I want to add to that is if somebody's uncomfortable with that area being touched, Mm -hmm. then just start with the perineum. Mm -hmm. The perineum is oftentimes very much ignored, but Mm -hmm. there's also so many nerve endings and sensations Mm -hmm. in that area Mm -hmm. that may very well stimulate, let's say, if it's a man. That would stimulate him to maybe wanting more or wanting to experience more. Oh, what else is there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, I think once it starts feeling good, they tend to lose track of how close you're getting to sure. the anus. Sure. Because it does get a little bit more relaxed. Yes. Yeah. 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 You want to just make sure that Ease. the mindset is relaxed right. and open. And never force anyone into anything. That's the most yes. important thing. Force the does not is work. Wrong. The intention, <laughs> it just doesn't work. They completely close that body part and say, no way. It makes it worse than if somebody wants it, you don't have to convince them. (laughs) No, exactly. If they're interested, if there is some desire, but they're maybe on the fence, then yes, you can definitely work your way around into giving them different types of sensation Mm. until you get to the area that they're not comfortable with. But forcing should never be a thing. I agree. Well, let's talk about the vulva. Then let's. <laughs> I mean, we've talked about the penis, and people who are actually interested in the penis, please go back and listen to the penis genius episode because Christina actually has talked about the different parts of the penis and stimulating. Yeah, that. we definitely covered that in we, detail in that did. episode from the frenulum, which is the trigger point yeah. for the man, all the way to the shaft to yeah. the balls. And there's some men who don't like having their testicles touched perineum we covered a lot yeah so go back and listen to that but let's talk about the vulva how would someone approach a vulva and what are some ways to sort of stimulate it erotically so in the beginning i actually always love putting the palm of my hand on the vulva to ground the entire experience and then we start with the thumbs so all of this by the way includes a lot of oil Mm -hmm. This massage, erotic touch in general, requires a lot of oil for your fingers to be able to glide and move smoothly and not cause any pain or any uncomfortable feelings. This should not be done on a beach. (laughs) (laughs) Are we very clear about this? (laughs) Yes. Of all the locations, Burning Man is out, guys. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe not. You want to give the vulva a scrub. Yeah, no exfoliation. <laughs> Burning Man can be in. I'm pretty sure they do. They vulva probably do. Uh, you're probably right. Yes. And I'm what about the sure. clitoris? Let's talk about the clitoris for a bit because sure. I think there are a lot of people that approach the clitoris. Like a DJ booth? Uh, yes. <laughs> like the <laughs> elevator floor that doesn't work. Oh, the elevator close, close, button. Close, close, close. close. <laughs> open, 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 open. <laughs> No, that's true too. That <laughs> that's true too. Oh no, 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 no,
<laughs> I, so I actually posted a meme on my yeah. Facebook page and it says, you know, please don't treat the clitoris like a DJ booth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, on top of it, I wrote, some of us don't like it that hard in the beginning. Yeah. And a couple of women commented on it and said, well, some of us do like it that hard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. Vocalize if you do like it. It's really so so. important to ask your Mm. partner what they like. It's important to ask, but if you skip the step of asking, you can immediately just tell them when you touch them. (laughs) Their body's going to bounce. If they suddenly retract, it's probably a sign you're not doing it right. (laughs) Let the oils out. So yes. also, Christina, tell us more about your erotic touch online course then. Oh, yes. So I realized actually after I took my week-long workshop to learn, I was so mesmerized by the power of erotic touch and the giving and the receiving part of it that I partnered up with a friend of mine to make a course that teaches people all the different hand gestures, and there's about 60 of them, that you can use to give someone pleasure make it a therapeutic experience and all of those things. So there's three video courses mm-hmm. and one of them is just for breasts. Mm-hmm. And yay. <laughs> so it's the breast, the vulva and the lingam massage. Mm-hmm. And really that's honestly what we teach is for people to, because I realized also like myself that there are so many of us who are so uncomfortable because we don't know what to do. And yes, you could go on YouTube, but there's really no videos that actually explain Mm -hmm. why you're doing it, how to do it, or you can constantly refer back to it. Mm -hmm. Because this is just one of those things that when you buy this video, you do refer back to it many times because you're actually looking at the video the first few times and then doing it and trying to get comfortable with it. Yes. So that's why we created this video course is to really just give someone everything that they're going to need to get started or to be inspired to experience this type of touch. Yeah. And I've watched them as well. And they're very classy. They're very sensual. You could actually watch them as an accompaniment, sort of as visual stimulation, as an accompaniment to whatever you're doing. It's very easy to follow from that standpoint as well. Yes. And that was the whole point is to Mm. make it easy to follow where you can maybe have Mm. your laptop on the bed or you Mm -hmm. can hook it up to the TV. And the first few times is to follow along and to just get comfortable Mm. with using your hands Mm. as a stimulation tool. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. What can people learn specifically in terms of the actual lessons? Do you have modules or how do you break it down? So we broke it down into three different modules. It's actually three video courses. Mm. So one is for her, one is for him, Mm -hmm. and one is for him and her. Mm -hmm. And the way that it's broken down is depending on which one you purchase and depending on which one you want to practice. So if you're a lesbian couple, you would just buy the one for her Mm -hmm. and And you would learn how to give the breast massage as well as the yoni massage. Mm -hmm. And we have an oil guide as well as setting your intention and setting the room, the temperature and everything else. Mm -hmm. So all of the things we were talking about today. So everything that we were talking about discussing today, because all of those things, Mm -hmm. you have to create a space, a dynamic and an energy to where someone walks into the space the outside world gets left behind. Mm -hmm. They are here to experience something incredibly beautiful. And all of those things happen because of the entire environment and the setup. Environment is very key because you either come alive or you get restricted. Listeners, if you are interested in this course, we will have a link to it in the show notes. So make sure you check it out if you're really interested. 
Any final do's and don'ts when engaging with erotic touch that maybe we haven't talked about? I would say just don't think too hard. <laughs> make it into a dance, make it fun, make it playful because that really is what makes the experience very easy, erotic, therapeutic. Yeah. And yeah, I do feel like a lot of people overthink it because mm -hmm. they're not comfortable yet yeah. to do it or yeah. to give and to receive. So just don't overthink it. Have fun with it. <laughs> okay, so we've come to our very last segment, which is our quickie buggity segment, oh. which is the, you've been on this before, where we do <laughs> the speed round questions. Rapid fire questions. The rapid oh, yes. fire questions. How and often can we blush? <laughs> <laughs> How many questions can you fire away where I really don't want to answer? <laughs> <laughs> where everybody has two seconds to answer. And just two? Uh, yeah, just mm -hmm. two seconds. Uh, well, you have two seconds to give an answer. And the answers don't really matter because the questions are kind of <laughs> You can't <fun>. be wrong. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Love so it. first question. What is your strongest sense out of the five senses? Definitely not my words. Yeah. As we found out. <laughs> I'm going to do this by elimination. Okay. Obviously, if you just yeah. saw my glasses, it's not my sight. Okay. It's probably touch, actually. Yeah, I would say I'm definitely touches, touch. Touches for, sure. for me. Top for me. Like... So my nickname is like the touch monkey. <laughs> I didn't give that give to you. To <laughs> by somebody who clearly likes to be touched. Yeah. <laughs> me three. You three. Touch. Okay. What is your weakest sense, you think, of all of the five senses? Hmm. <laughs> you know I what? Know I think I mine is one. actually, you know, I think, I think it's probably hearing. hearing too. Mine's hearing for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, maybe it's because I selectively tune out stuff Wait, what, that I don't want to listen you say? to. What was that? <laughs> I would call that one of your strongest things because yeah. not everyone can tune out what they don't no, want to listen to. To true. me, that's a strength. That is a, the control over, yeah. Yeah. I would put that maybe in, in my least, yes, mm. because my smell and my taste is pretty My smell's <laughs> not far behind. I have a feeling they're connected. Okay, so what's your favorite thing to touch? You have to pick an inanimate object something that you oh, just really? something love. a body part no it has that's, to that's be definitely an animated i hope it's animated it's an don't object. touch bodies that aren't animated <laughs> oh okay it's okay. an object that i love to touch but we'll do body part after okay this. you really i do i love touching touch. oh. dough clean <laughs> really i love dough. playing with the dough and just oh, wow, touching no. dough. dough i love clean high thread sheets there's something about really mm. really crisp mm. soft linen yeah that i love Ooh. it's just like it can be oh. smooth and like slick it's mm. cold it gets warm mm. i, lo I, I love i love sheets yeah i love shag carpets <laughs> i was gonna <laughs> what carpets <laughs> like shag carpets you know the shaggy carpets yeah. for shagging oh yeah but also <laughs> shag carpets. the ones that have lots of feelers yeah, and yes. stuff they're body soft brush. right yeah like yeah. a furry like carpet a body yeah, yeah you just want to roll around in them no, mm -hmm. okay. That's like little yarn worms. They are called shag carpets. Okay, so I mean, now that you brought that up, there's a whole list of things I would love to touch, <laughs> <laughs> including hair, by the way. Yeah, soft hair. Yes. Wow. But specific, because there's definitely hair I do not like to mm. touch. Soft. Mm. It's gotta it be. To be yes. Yeah, it has to be soft and, and full. Like I yes. like thick. Here, you can touch me. My, Ooh. I have a lot of hair. Ooh, we're sharing, guys. <laughs> oh, I hate that. <laughs> So oh, what about your all the time if they were on my head? <laughs> what about your favorite body part? Butt. I love grabbing Me a too. butt and oh, a calf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
there's just something about it's like the shape of it i mean if it's okay i'm gonna be superficial but there are mm-hmm. definitely shapes of butts that aren't my you know top of my feeler list mm-hmm. but um <laughs> yeah generally when they're kind of in the same what would that shape be called like loafy shape not the emoji shape. The muffin shape. No, the muffin no. shape. I really like the back. Football shape. Yeah. Like I like touching the back because it's close to the spine. You know, lots of like tingles. Lots of yes. Yeah. The back, but is there a particular part? Is it oh, the lower sacrum? Back. Yeah. Okay. Lower back. Yeah. Yeah. Close to Definitely. the back. I don't far. mind that part right under the shoulder blade too. Mm. That's a really good spot to touch. Mm. See, there's so many different. Yeah, there's Absolutely. never. I'm just so. so I'm so different starving, areas. guys. <laughs> Uh, my t- sense of touch is starving. <laughs> okay, well, thanks so much. <laughs> thanks so much, Christina. And thank Kat- you for having me again. Yes, yeah, for joining so me nice today. It's been you. so much fun. So before I wrap up the episode, Christina, would you just remind our listeners where would they be able to find you? Ah, confidentlovers.com. Mm-hmm. And I'm also on Instagram on Christina Antonian Diary. Yes. With with underscores. With underscores all. Confident Lovers is also on Instagram, yes. Yes. But the best platform would be the website, which is confidentlovers.com. And we also have a trailer of the Erotic Touch video course on there as well. Absolutely. So go check it out. Listeners, I'd love to hear from you. So what did you learn today about erotic touch? And what types of erotic touch do you want to explore? So find me at Hello Sarah Sense on Instagram or drop me a line at sarahsense.com. I'd love to hear from you. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, which I hope you have since you stayed with us so far, then hit the subscribe button. And also I'd love it if you wrote us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps people find the pod better, which in turn creates more sex positive conversations and a happier, sexier world for all of us. Yay. So I do hope that you're inspired to explore more erotic touch, touch yourself, touch people around you. Ask them first. <laughs> Ask them first. <laughs> you are right. Because it's a great way to get better in bed. Thanks, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.